His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Oh, man, these texts keep coming in, people asking for advice, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So underqualified. All of us are, really. Mm -hmm. But there is one man, one man on this planet who knows how to give some great advice, some bona fide advice, and that is comedian Bone Hampton. Yeah, Sarah's got a question. My pastor always makes us shake hands and greet people around us at the beginning of our service, which I do not like. How do you suggest an introvert gets through the meet and greet? Oh, Bone Hampton, what is your bona fide advice? When everybody get up, you go into a deep prayer. You put your hands up under your head like this, put your head down, and you just go into the deepest prayer, and your prayer is saying, Lord, please let nobody come over here and tap me and ask me, do I need prayer today? Please just let it be me and you right now. Lord, Jesus, you have to do one of those David in the cave prayers. Lord, I need you like I ain't never needed you before. I need you to do me like you did Moses and split the Red Sea. I need you to do me while David, by the time you get through with all them supernatural prayers, it'll already be over. Everybody back at they see. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm doing that. Really? Yes, because that's not my favorite time of the service. <laughs> Doesn't happen every service, but there's a guy that'll get up and go, now shake someone's hand that's around you. Say hi. Oh, man. Before I just the... hug everybody. No. Oh, oh no. <laughs> During flu season? Yeah. And I just <laughs> I just cling to him for a while. And it gets uncomfortable. Oh, wow. No one comes to me after a while. <laughs> that's, that's another way to go. Thank <laughs> you, Mr. Bonehampton, for your bona fide advice. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. This is such a crazy story. Christina Sanchez, she was 10 miles into a half marathon. And it's normally around that time that people hit a wall. If you've ever done it, you know what that feels like. Well, that's not exactly what happened with Christina. She hit a deer. Or actually, a deer hit her. (laughs) It was a buck with antlers. Taller than her. She's 5'4". She's running along the marathon trail and this deer comes out of the grass and knocks her to the ground. At first when I was laying there, I was in a considerable amount of pain. And once I realized that it wasn't broken, I knew I just had to finish. I was able to stand up. I figured there was no broken bone. So there's only three miles left. I wasn't gonna give up. You know, I always tell my kids, if you're knocked down, just pick yourself back up and keep going. So I did and they were waiting for me at the end. So I needed to finish. It took about 10 minutes for her to regain her composure and test her leg to make sure it wasn't broken. I mean, the the thing knocked her down and then it it said that it used her leg to like jump off and get off the road. So it was like put all that pressure on her leg, but she was not going to get up. She did finish about 10 minutes slower than her goal time, Uh, but we're we're calling that a deer delay. So it's, you know. Um, But I did think it was interesting between October and December is mating season. So that's when most crashes occur, car versus deer. Makes sense. But I mean, no one has ever heard of a deer crashing into a runner like this before. When I've been out cycling, I've had deer jump out in front of me. I've been fortunate that I haven't been pegged by one. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of scary when that happens. Yeah, I remember that rhino ran into me once. (laughs) And you survived. I straightened out his horn and he went on his way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was that season for them too, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, wow. by the way. You know, it kind of makes you think about times in life when you kind of get knocked down. How did you get back up again? When you get knocked down, 
and and get back up again. What is that story for you? 800-447-7234. We're walking through a hurricane. We might as well share some good God stories this morning. Rob, Allison, and Jim. With a Hurricane Michael that's been coming through. There are a lot of people have been knocked down because of this. I mean, when you hear about it's the, what did Chris say earlier? It was one of the worst storms in our U.S. history. In 50 years, yeah. That's crazy. And especially along the panhandle where all these homes are now, I mean, people are picking up pieces and they're getting knocked down. And you think about those times in life when you get knocked down, but you can get back up again. Love to hear those stories this morning at 800-447-7234. As a matter of fact, we're hearing from Daryl. Daryl, I hear you have an amazing story. What is it? I was an addict, and um, and I had got clean for six years, and I pulled a muscle in my back. that I, I started taking pain pills, and I knew the day I started taking them, I said, boy, you better not do this. I hurt so bad, I took them anyway. Needless to say, four months later, I had uh, ruined everything that was um, in my whole life. Mm. I lost my family and everything. I was in my mama's basement, and, and I had I, I didn't feel like I could even live, go upstairs. I just felt horrible about myself. And so um, my uh, I was down there one night, and, I was, and the Lord told me in my spirit, he says, get up and pray. And I started praying, and he told me, he said, Daryl, I will rebuild your life for my glory. And God did everything seven years later. I've been clean over seven years now. And God did everything he said he would do. He's rebuilt my life, and I hope it's for his glory. Sometimes I feel short, but he's a good God. He is a good God. And you know what, Daryl? That was for his glory. Never sell yourself short. Oh, my word. What an amazing story. Inspiring, too. I'm sure many other people are touched by it. You know what? I think you have one, too. That time when you got knocked down, but you got back up again. God was with you. 800-447-7234. You can call or text this morning and join the conversation. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Daryl was sharing with us moments ago about going through an addiction. Got uh, got healed up of that and then got into pain pills and then it didn't knock him out. But yet seven years later, he is back up absolutely amazing. One of the most powerful stories I can think of is Jim Mann where he had cancer and then overcame that because God healed him and he got knocked back down again and then the doctors are saying it's it, the, the immunotherapy you're yeah, on is working. I'm getting back up. I'm going to stand up. Yes. I think that's an amazing story. It is. I like it. Okay. Well, thank you for expounding because uh-huh. <laughs> it's an amazing story. <laughs> so Larry's along with us too. What do you think, Larry? Well, I was just calling. I just heard the... Um, the, the gentleman that called about being a, uh, having a prescription pill addiction. And I, I'm a substance abuse counselor. I've been a substance abuse counselor for about three years. And and for any anybody else that is out there that has gone through that, that type of lifestyle, one thing that I always tell people that come into my class, I have a, uh, I have a, a class that meets like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And one thing that I always tell my my students in my class is to be a story and not a statistic Uh, because so many people go through that life and they have no hope. They become a statistic. But I always tell people be a a story and not a statistic. Be be a living living example, but not just be a living, living example, but be a living example for Christ. Larry? That's powerful, dude. Oh, my word. 
Love hearing these stories that are also coming in at 800-447-7234. Yeah, Beth texted and said she had to come back after her grandfather's passing because she was there when he passed away, and she had a lot of traumatic stress after seeing him die. She says, I never blamed God, but I knew that I was not where I needed to be with God. I can look back now and thank God for the process. Mm. It reminded me that I had prayed to be there. I knew what that he was going to heaven, her grandfather, and I was able to see that process. Says, I cannot wait to see him again. Wow, Beth, thank you. What about you? You can join the conversation this morning. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Or you can gather around the kids because Uncle Jim has another feline tale to share with you. Some kitty fun and the perfect way to uplift your day. Yep, it's cat story time with Uncle Jim. I'm going to tell a story about a little kitten and a dog, a full-grown dog. And a kitty door, a little cat door in the door. You know, the grown-up door, got a little thing in there, a little flap. Well, Jackson, the dog, kept wanting to stick his head in there. He's on the outside. And little Smudgy, the kitten, was on the inside. Did not appreciate the fact that the dog was trying to use the cat door. So every time that poor dog stuck his head in there, the cat would like, well, one time it kind of sat on top of the door because it's a little platform for him. Or he'll bat at his head or bite on his ears. And the dog was very kind, of course. He didn't say anything. It's just like, please let me in is what his face looked like. I'm sure that's what he was saying, but kitten smudgy that's such a is that the cat's name yeah that's such a threatening name isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> i am smudgy so uh yeah we're not like the dog and the dog looks so sad that dog couldn't have fit through that door anyway he's well, huge no, but his the, head is massive the kitten was holding its ground isn't that amazing that is and of course the owner's got a video put it up and the whole world is watching the whole world Especially now. Mm-hmm. My life is much richer. And I, I thank you for sharing that. Sure, anytime. <laughs> what kind of cat hangs out in your house? House cat. What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley cat. What kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? Kitty cat. cat. Yeah. Hey. What kind of cat are you? What kind of cat are you? Tell me, tell me true. What kind of cat are you? Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I can't help but think about the families of Hurricane Michael and how people have been knocked down. I have a feeling they're going to get back up. Yeah, they always do. People are resilient, even when they're facing a Category 4 hurricane. Jeez, I tell you. And we started thinking about stories this morning, about your story on when you got knocked down and back up again at 800-447-7234. Even some texts are coming in this morning. Yeah, we got a text from Sarah. says, I was on drugs for six years and tried to end it all. I asked the Lord to help, and in July of 2002, he took the urge away. Been cleaned ever since then, and he plans for me uh, because December 2002, I lost my son and grandson in a wreck, and now I'm raising my granddaughter, so she's there for the granddaughter. Powerful. Mm. We're hearing from Katie this morning. What's your story, Katie? As a child, I was horribly, horribly abused. I went into the foster care system and um, got adopted at 15 by um, a woman who was trying to find herself at the time as well. And I was so lost and hurt and in pain from what I had gone through as a child. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to turn. 
And um, I went into treatment for a while, and um, and then when I came out, I still was lost. I didn't know. I had a God-shaped hole that needed to be filled and didn't know where to turn. And I got pregnant, and the man that I got pregnant with, he, he stayed by my side, and he we both came to Christ together and grew up together in the Lord. And I'll tell you, I went from a place of just wanting to no longer live to being completely committed to Christ for my children and in my marriage. So we have three kids and one on the way. Oh, wow. that is so cool. I hear them in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> we just dropped my son off at school and my two younger ones are always excited when I'm on the phone. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I know, so devastating to think about Hurricane Michael and everybody's lives that are just completely different now along the coast and throughout Georgia, some parts of Alabama. People are picking up the pieces, man. It's like, you got knocked down, but yet you're going to get back up. And we've been hearing from some of those stories where hurricanes have kind of come through life, you know, and people are picking back up and getting back up at 800-447-7234. Brittany's doing that. She said at 26, she was diagnosed with uterine cancer. Now she has non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. In addition to that, she's going under the knife for a hysterectomy next, next month. She mm. says, I could feel defeated because I don't have a biological child, but God opened our heart to adoption through his mercy and grace where God closed a door he opens another please pray for us in our adoption process absolutely Brittany praying for you big time Earlene's along with us what's your story Earlene I've been a waitress and a caregiver all my life and I went to prison and I had an eight-year sentence and I did four and um, I was on the streets I've done the choices that I did uh, nobody done it but myself and had a good family raised up in a good home and I did you know my choices I did and at night I think well where am I going tonight and I you know he set me down and in that prison I had to make my mind up and I was for real it wasn't no jailhouse religion like they call it but I got into the word and God really spoke to me and I lost everything I had my family nothing nothing so when I got out it was about time to get out out of four years where the Christian fellowship people that come once a month. I attended all them years. And so they got with me when I got out. And so they put me in a motel for a week. And then I went to work as a, at a chicken barn. I thought, what am I doing in a chicken barn? And I thought, you know, this, this is a blessing. But God showed me I them little chickens. When they were hatched, we had to vaccine their neck of their lives. And it was like of our lives, you know. And so the lady, one of them knew me well. And she wanted me to keep her ground mom 90-something years old and I kept her to you know the Lord took her home since then God has restored my family I got a home I got a car all of that it ain't the material stuff but I have the Lord and it's so touching to know that when I kept these elderly people and watched them take their last breath life is so real and it's so important you know and, and it's very touching and and I just felt like sharing that that God's a good God and he'll bring you out you just gotta stick with it if I had to name something the title of it would be there is hope and there is Earlene you 
you are the picture of hope. And I'm so glad you shared your story. Rob, Allison, and Jim. What a tragedy last week in Florence and the police officers and Officer uh, Caraway who passed away. Officer Travis Scott is still with us and he's out of the hospital. He was one of the officers that were hurt, of course, in Florence. His neighborhood did something that was completely amazing. Boy, I wish you were there to witness it, but it's on Facebook right now. Everybody in his neighborhood lined up on his sidewalk outside, and it was a long line, and his officer, Travis Scott, sat on his front porch. They all came to greet him with smiles and hugs. There was cookies and balloons. They were all showing their appreciation, and they welcomed him home from the hospital. And you can tell that this neighborhood is so grateful that Officer Travis Scott is still with us. And they're showing a bunch of love to him for his his efforts and what he does every day in the line of duty. That line is so long. It is. It's like longer than when you get your picture with Santa at the mall. It is. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yes. That they loved on him like that? Wow, that's longer than any line I've had at my front porch. <laughs> well, I never had one, but still. Well, now that you got your swimming longer. pool done, there may be a line. It's still <laughs> not done. A big one, right? <laughs> it's not done yet. <sighs> thanks, you can dream. Thanks for opening that. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. When Adam Gorlitsky was just 19, he was in a car accident, and it paralyzed him from the waist down. That was more than a decade ago, but then he was introduced to this amazing device called the Rewalk robotic exoskeleton. He says it's like the lower half of the Terminator suit. Cool. (laughs) So you get a visual image there and it lets him do things that paralyzed people normally can't do, which he proved the other day when he completed a half marathon, 13.1 miles. To be a paralyzed man walking in a race, that just doesn't even sound possible, right? No, it does not sound possible, but he did it. It took him 20 hours. He became the first paralyzed man in the U.S. to complete a half marathon. He's also raising money for his Charleston-based charity, I Got Legs. Wow. Which is a really cool organization that empowers the disabled community. And they do that in many ways. And sometimes that means uh, getting people one of these rewalk robotic exoskeletons. Um, But it's all part of his goal to walk a million steps. That is amazing. Adam, you give us hope. Nobody needs to complain about anything. I mean, a paralyzed man walking in a half marathon like that Mm -hmm. is so cool. And I love, Adam, what you're doing because you want to help others get those same robotic legs. That is so cool. Yeah, he's inspiring a lot of people. Yeah, I love technology when it does stuff like that. That's incredible. Why didn't he think of this before? They have. Don't you remember the $6 million man? That was just on TV. Oh, yeah. Now it's become reality. That was a true story. About? $6 million man. About you? Yeah, it was me. I thought so, yeah. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I want to start my day off with something adorable besides myself. I was going to say, every day starts off adorable because I get to see you. Yeah, that's very funny. Oh, this is getting sick. Oh, my word. Uh, Okay, take your medication. (laughs) Walter Jeffrey the Frenchie is a little French uh, bulldog. Is it a French bulldog or is it a bulldog? There's different kinds. Okay. Anyway, he speaks (laughs) French. It's a a French bulldog. Okay. French, American. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what else. Okay, back to me. Spanish bulldog. Back to me. Everybody, focus. The Australian (laughs) bulldog is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, he might be Norwegian. But uh, he was going to the park, 
he gets excited about going to the park. And in fact, he was in his little dog seat in the car with, looks like he's strapped in and stuff like that. And they go to the park and it's closed because they're spraying for bugs. Okay. Right? Well, listen to his reaction. Walter, Walter. I told you why we can't go to the park. No, I told you. I told you why we can't go to the park. It's closed today because they're spraying for bugs. Do you want to live with creepy crawlers all over? I guarantee you don't. Well, there oh, you man. go. That's hilarious. He's just whining away, and then she starts, finally breaks in, and his ears come up, and he listens like a good little boy. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of Jim. Yeah, my ears don't go up that high, though. But she, she goes on explaining, now, you are very rude. You talk over me. <laughs> <laughs> he acts like he's really sorry. <laughs> it's so precious. Isn't that cute? That's, that's pretty cool. Eat him up. He's so cute. Walter. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. All week long, we've been looking at Allie Worthington's brand new book, The Year of Living Happy, Finding Contentment and Connection in a Crazy World. And today's devotional involves rest. And you know, everyone recharges differently. In the Psalms, David talks about God as a shepherd who leads him to peace. David says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. At the heart of what David is saying is an awareness of God's desire for him to find moments of peace, rest, and happiness in in the shepherd. God has made us all so differently, which means we all have our own green pastures. I mean, for some, it might be naps in the hammock in the backyard. For others, it's a quiet night with a book. For Jim Mann, it's cuddling with a cat. (laughs) Maybe for you, it's a big, loud dinner with good friends. But for all of us, it's taking advantage of the moments when God leads us to where we can drink deeply of his goodness. Isn't that beautiful? The year of living happy. And then you can live the rest of your years happy as well. If you go to our Instagram page, you tag a friend who makes you happy, you'll be able to win a copy of that book. And that's on our His Radio Instagram page. You'll be able to go there today and do that. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Well, we all know Allison as the Pied Piper of His Radio with yes. her recorder expertise. Mm. She played at Winter Jam, as a matter of I fact. I did. Yes. Brought the house down. Highlight of my career. But we got the people back in, and it was fun. <laughs> Now, this is not as important as what she does. Why is that? But because it's Allison, you got to say that she's here. Okay. But uh, Eddie Lawrence is the Pied Piper of Raccoons. Mm. Hmm. How about that? Have you tried your hand at that? No, tell me more. Okay, he's in New York at Brasher State Forest. He brings out his, uh, his little flute instrument and is as a flautist. And he plays, and all the raccoons come out. Listen to this beautiful tune. Raccoons are just coming out of the woods. They're huge. They're huge. What do I feel like I'm a Disney movie right now? I don't know. There's like 20 of them out there. 20 fat raccoons, yeah. huh? Yeah. They all line up. Listen to them. Free concert. And they're doing a choreographed dance move. Yeah. <laughs> they're all wearing the same outfit, little <laughs> little masks and everything. And, they, and then when he stops, they all just go back into the woods. 
See, there you go. They are gone. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Thank you. More than just pretty voices. The storm that's coming through is just disrupting everything, especially around here with our schools that are closed just about everywhere throughout the Carolinas and Georgia that the storm is coming through. Even in Raleigh, PNC Arena, where David Jeremiah was going to be tonight, that's postponed. That's not even happening. And good news for anybody who's been displaced by Hurricane Michael that just came through because Airbnb has just activated their open homes program. I love the fact that these guys do this. For anybody who's displaced, even for emergency relief workers that need a free place to stay. So Airbnb actually contacted all of its hosts. They did a three-state activation zone. And when you see that, when you go to airbnb.com slash Hurricane Michael, their temporary accommodations will be free through the end of the month, or October 29th, I should say. And all the service fees and state and local taxes are waived. So when they say free, they mean free. And I'm glad they're doing this so that people can have at least a place to stay with Airbnb. What a great alternative to shelters, which often don't allow pets, because I'm sure many of these homes would allow pets. And in a case like this, absolutely. That's great. I use Airbnb all the time. Makes me want to use it more. I'm going to use it this weekend. Not the ones that are open. No, no. Where are you going? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. don't take up the evacuee spot. No, I'll probably go to California or something just for the fun of it. Not a free vacation, Jim. Yeah. (laughs) I'll pay for mine. (laughs) Now he's backpedaling.